Wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcast and the video version on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Very tired, and honestly, Joe? Yeah. Real talk? Yeah. My little shtick I do during the intro, I've done for three years straight, right? <laughs> yeah. Tonight? Yeah felt off why it felt like not on your end i'm just saying my like movements and weird things that i do for video viewers thought it, it felt alien to me it Re- felt like i haven't done it in like months well that's because e3 happened and it's kind of thrown yeah. all of us exactly loop, man it's like, weird this week or so ever since what thursday friday i don't even know what day kicked off e3 at this point um it, we've just been full steam ahead. You more than me, of course, but like it's been a crazy past six days or so. Yeah, and, probably saw my god, four hundred fifty plus games. Yeah, being announced, and I mean some are probably like doubling up here and there, but yeah, there were a lot of games, especially on the indie side, which you covered. Oh yeah, a lot. So yeah, no, it's. It's been a week, <laughs> for sure. And I don't know how much energy we have left, because although PlayStation wasn't at E3, there was a lot of stuff at E3 announced for PlayStation, about PlayStation, and things that are going to impact PlayStation for years to come. So today, our goal is, our plan, is to cover and wrap up most of E3. The things that were important, because there were some conferences, Kyle... You know, we joked about it when it came to, like, Capcom, for example. This was a 30-minute conference that could have been an email. That's what a lot of these conferences yep. felt like. And mm-hmm. even, like, I I heard the worst one was Gearbox because Randy Pitchford was super cringeworthy. And mm. I feel like Randy Pitchford might be the Michael Scott of the video game industry at this point. 130 thousand percent yes so like i've watched scott's tots episode enough to not want to see what happened to he is 100 percent going to do a future e3 showcase or pack showcase Mm -hmm. in a chili's like without question it's gonna happen (laughs) he's gonna hand out dundies (laughs) no they'll be called clap traps no they'll be called the randys (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what we're going to do instead uh we're going to cover the Summer Games Fest show. We're going to cover all the most important bits, not every single game at each show. We're going to cover uh, the Ubisoft Forward at E3, the Xbox and Bethesda Conference, the Square Enix Presents, and of course, Nintendo. And each one of those are going to relate in some way, shape, or form back to PlayStation. Because I think this week, a lot of people are asking themselves, should have PlayStation have been here? And that's something that we're going to be answering in a little bit. But with that, Kyle, it's time for our Patreon pitch. I want to thank our patron producers over at patreon.com slash 
PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest Silver Plus patron, and I forgot last week because we were preparing for E3. My apologies. Nagachaka, thank you so much for upping your pledge, becoming a Silver Plus member. I want to thank our Platinum members, uh, Too Soon and Todd Berwitz. I want to thank our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, and Metal Kirby. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hayden Doors, Nagachaka, Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Robbie Bobby Miller, and Awesome Dave. Thank you all so much for making this podcast possible each and every week. And what we say each and every week is if we ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, a global panorama, whatever the case may be, it really does help us out. We toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy. With that, Kyle, we have a huge episode. Again, we're going to cover most of E3. You got your hands-on impressions of Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, buddy. We're going to be talking about Ratchet and Clank, Cyberpunk coming to the PlayStation yet again. Hopefully not being out, not being taken off this week. But that said, it is time to square up E3. Take it away, Kyle. Absolutely. And E3, in quotation marks, yes. started off with Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest 2021. Uh, this list uh, came over from Adam Bankers over at IGN. Uh, first off, that relates to PlayStation. Call of Duty Zombies creator announces Deviation Game Studio and partnership with PlayStation. Jason Blundell, the creator of Call of Duty Zombies, has teamed up with fellow Treyarch veteran Dave Anthony to start a new studio called Deviation Games. Furthermore, the studio will be partnering with PlayStation on their new IP. Interesting to note that with this new studio, they've already said that they have over 100 employees. And it's also interesting to note that PlayStation makes its way in this showcase multiple times. This is actually oh, the yeah. most like news heavy when it comes to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That being said, this is another one of those announcements like Haven, like uh, Blue Box, which we'll just hint at uh, later on in the show. Uh, and like Firewalk Studios, where they've partnered with these people. Mm-hmm. They're part technically of PlayStation Studios. That's how Herman Hall sees it. Does this get you any bit excited, Kyle? Does this kind of hint at what PlayStation's plans are? And does it kind of worry you or does it get you excited? Um, It doesn't worry me from the standpoint of them making these kind of deals, because I think that's kind of awesome. And I think if it does pay off, this is kind of what I want to see out of just organic growth of PlayStation Studios, of them buying studios in the future or working with them and having exclusives with these other teams. Like, that's was my biggest criticism or bummer about just Xbox buying all of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd rather see an organic growth from some of these brand new studios. Um, the only thing that worries me is the two guys that are on stage felt very much like dude bros. <laughs> they were a bit so? like so? I don't know. It just the, the, the I think they if I if I'm misremembering they like referenced feel like feeling like jackasses or like they, mm-hmm. they made like a jackass reference. I don't I don't remember what the exact verbiage was. Sure, E three's been a, a a fever dream. Yeah, it just it just felt like they I don't know just too too dude bro for me. I think okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
um, it is something I want to get a quote over from uh, Rebecca Valentine of IGN. This is coming from the PlayStation blog where uh, Bumnell, or sorry, Bumdell, sorry if I totally butchered your name, uh, the owner of this studio says, we're drawing on what we've learned over at our collective decades making games. We're also out to make something fresh and brimming, brimming with innovation like you've never experienced before, Brumnell wrote. We are not afraid to say that our ambitions are super high. We're setting out to make a huge, rich game with a focus on a lot of action and a lot of energy. But let's leave it at that for now, and hopefully it won't be long before we can share more. Um, this is a team that Sony has been working with for the past year and a half. This is the team that originated the Call of Duty Zombies mode. And that kind of excites me because we've seen a lot of cooperative-based multiplayer games, especially at this E3, where I feel like a lot of companies feel like this is the next evolution of where multiplayer is going to be headed, that a lot more people are interested in the PvE co-op online experience than going head-to-head -head with other players. So seeing that this studio has a pedigree for multiplayer has me excited that PlayStation understands that there's that thing missing in their portfolio, a void that they could fill out here with deviation games. That said, you know, it seems like they're giving just like seed money to all these little developers and growing their studios from the bottom up. And that's great and all, but I wonder how sustainable that is for the long term like as much as this excites me because you know these devs when you partner with playstation you're called x dev um these these teams you know consist of that of like from software from software's work with sony we've gotten bloodborne it's an amazing experience right but where's my bloodborne too it's like okay so after these projects are done what's your long-term idea for this IP, are you going to then pick this studio up and put it as your PlayStation Studios, like officially, or are you going to have it by a game on game basis? That's the only thing that kind of worries me there is the long term longevity, the five to 10 year plan. I don't know if, if it's there, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because for every Returnal, which has been, for my experience, pretty darn great. There is right now Destruction's All-Stars to kind of take a look at, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that just worries, worries me when we talk about making these studios or giving them the PlayStation Studios name of, like, are we watering down that name? Potential. Sure. You know? Sure. Only thing that worries me. Yeah. How about this next one, though? How about this next one? Death Stranding Director's Cut announced for PS5. Hideo Kojima came by Kickoff Live to announce that Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming soon to PS5. This is something that a lot of people wanted, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, Twitter really was excited by all Same. this. Yeah, and I think it's the way that Kojima kind of announced it. First, of course, you got, like, Kojima and you got Jeff there, and Jeff's just stroking Kojima's ego. But then you get cut to a new portion, a portion we've never seen of Death Stranding, where like Norman Reedus and his fetus are in a basement. And it's very much set up like a Metal Gear Solid, like, you know, yeah. arena. The little vent that Snake crawls in in the earlier games, mm -hmm. the the rat that runs into it to the box of oranges. 
that yeah. he hops in to try to hide. Like it was, I I was watching it just like, what is happening? <laughs> what, how how did he get away with this? <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah. Is that a tease for something bigger, Kyle? Because oh. there's there's rumors now that we've seen where it's like this blue box studios, uh, what is obviously, uh, you know, they teased a game called Abandon in April. And they're like, that's not even the real game. That's just an idea of what we're working on. And it's coming out later. Uh, when you take a look at their social media posts or just their logo, it's literally like in the Sony font. It's very lazily slapped together. There's only one person working at the company, which if you take their first, uh, the letter of their first name and the first letter of their last name, it's the same abbreviation of Hideo, uh, Hideo Kojima. Like, people are trying to put things together where it's like, Norman Reedus was in a blue suit, he jumped in a box, blue box studios, question mark? Oh, <laughs> I I don't think that's, I don't think Kojima's renaming Kojima Productions or, or sure. doing a thing with a different studio. What I, I think that Metal Gear style, style trailer is hinting mm. at, though, Yeah, I think they got David Hayter or he got David Hayter, the voice of Snake, to be one of those holograms in Death Stranding. Okay. And maybe he's at, in that base or whatever, or you have to s- save David Hayter. Mm. Or, he, like, I think that's kind of the hint there, possibly. Right. Um. I Yeah, I, I really do not think... That was a hint for something bigger. I don't... Yeah, I don't... No. Yeah, because a lot of people point to the Metal Gear Solid... Um, was it? Phantom Pain. As like he did the same thing where he created a fake studio, a fake director to talk about this game, and everybody's like, "Seems like you're making Metal Gear Solid." He's like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, I'm not. We're we're our own studio." And then a few months later, it's like, "Okay, you got us. It's Kojima. <laughs> we're making this." Yeah. A lot of people just feel like I feel like really want Silent Hills to be made from Kojima, and I just don't think that's happening. So, but it, it is. What's that? I'm on their Twitter right yeah. now. Yeah. Yesterday they tweeted out guess the name abandon equals first letter S last letter L reveal coming in blank hashtag PS5 hashtag exclusive. Then they followed that up with we wanted to set things straight. We have no relations with Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We do not have any relations with Hideo Kojima. It was never our intention to tease the name as Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. I don't believe that for one second. I don't I, know, Joe. I really don't believe that for one second. You don't go out there going, hey, we have a, na- a name for a game, first letter S, last letter L, and not have people who already think that you're this This is the, the making of a Silent Hill game. You know, like people already have suspicions of you. You're teasing them on purpose. I don't like that. That said, though, there is a tease here with a real tease for the director's cut of, of Death Stranding. Jeff Keighley said, we'll see it in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A few weeks. We're thirsty that... here at PlayStation for some yeah. news. Uh-huh. Do you think this is part of their state of play that we're going to be seeing? Yes. <laughs> when do you... I, I think, I honestly think, it. Joe. Next Tuesday, we'll hear news of it being out on Thursday. I think next Thursday, wow, we will have it? the PlayStation show. I, I do. Because I think the okay. last day to play was also like a two-day buffer. 
mm. of like, here, we're come see Horizon in a couple days. Okay. And, and get ready. Um, same thing with the PS5 unveiling. I'm pretty sure it was only a couple days of, of notice. Yeah. So I, I do think that little hint of in a few weeks, you'll hear more. I don't think that means um, One Night Live, the Gamescom, right. the opening night live. I don't think it's that far away. Okay. I do think PlayStation is doing their own show and it's closer than... I think everyone realizes. Wow. Okay. I, I, I think beginning of July. That's what I'm kind of thinking. That's fair. So that's, two weeks? Yeah. Two, three weeks. Okay. Maybe three weeks tops. That said, are you are you actually excited for this Death Stranding's director's cut? Absolutely, I am. I, I think when you... When we played that game, we, we love Death Stranding. Yes. It's, fan, it's fantastic. And then when you think of what the PS5 does, does with the sound, 3D audio... In addition to the DualSense controller and just feeling what walking around on that in that world is going to feel like with the haptics and mm. the and the rumbles or whatever, I think it's going to be fantastic. Okay, I do think it's a little weird mm. that this is Kojima's game. Is it his first game a director's cut since he's the director? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> We're, it's we're, a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, a little weird. Kind of, you know, it kind of blew my mind there. I didn't even think about that until then. Yeah. No, do you think you, you think they're going to charge us for this game if you're a PS, if you owned it already? I'm trying to think. They didn't do it with The Last, the last of Us Part 2. Didn't do it with Ghosts. FF7, there was no Integrate. charge. I think there was a charge for the DLC, though. Right. Oh, uh, so you think there'll be like a twenty dollar, you know, thing for the possibly, stuff? possibly, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'll dip. Uh, I'll double dip into Death Stranding director's cut. There's just so much coming out. Absolutely. So yeah. much. October is stacked this year. Just too much. <sighs> I'm just tired. I'm taking of just the whole month off. It, Kyle. <laughs> I'm taking the whole month off, Joe. <laughs> I'm taking a nice sabbatical. <laughs> Let's Someone talk about this next one, Kyle. to be off all of oh. October so we can just play games. Please, patreon.com slash PS. Yes. Just make it happen. Drop like 20 grand in there for us so that we don't have to work at all in October. <laughs> this one I put just for you, Kyle. Take it away. Good Thank sir. you very much. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands arrives in early 2022 from Borderlands developer. Borderlands developer Gearbox has announced Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, a high fantasy take on a looter shooter that features the voice talent of Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Ashley Birch, Will Arnett, and more. This will be a standalone game and is not a Borderlands spinoff. So it's still going to have guns, though, right? You know me. I'm not a Borderlands fan. So, like... Yeah, I played three. Wasn't a fan. I know Tiny Tina was a DLC on two, and was beloved. Yes. So, what are we? What are we getting here, Kyle? Because I really don't know. So, if I remember correctly, the DLC from two, which I did not finish completely, mm-hmm. is Tiny Tiny Tina running a D and D campaign with the Borderlands crew of characters that you can play, mm-hmm. and it's her dealing with the loss of her parents. Oh. It's very heavy. It's it's one of the best written things in Borderlands ever. Period. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think they're taking that fantasy aesthetic and making its own thing. I don't think you have to worry about not having guns. Okay. Because in the trailer, that guy was fashioning and making a gun. Oh, okay. okay and to cool. shoot at the dragon. Yeah. But I do think this is going to have a little bit more like magic. They even met, I think Ashley Birch mentioned it on stage when she was there. Shout out to Ashley Birch, by the way. She's amazing mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. Um, she mentioned having like spells, which is what is pretty cool for in the Borderlands world. Yeah. Um, 
let alone the voice talent. Like, my God, it's going to be fantastic. I'm playing as Will Arnett. Like, I'll I play it as Wanda Sykes, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it seems pretty cool. And I'm happy that you got something here. I yes. know you're you're a big fan of Gear or not so not so much Gearbox, but Borderlands. Mm-hmm. So awesome. This one, yep. this next one is up my alley. Yes, it is. Uh a lot of games, by the way, on the indie side of things and just in general, right up Joe's alley with the Souls sure. like stuff. Sure. <laughs> Salt and Sacrifice announced for 2022. A sequel to Salt and Sacrifice named S- Oh, excuse me, a sequel to Salt and Sanctuary named Salt and Sacrifice has been announced for 2022 and will feature online co-op. It will launch on PS4 and PS5. I know my good buddy Sin Vendetta loves Salt and Sanctuary. That's a game that I definitely do need to get into because these games are blatantly a 2D, you know, Souls game and they're really good. So awesome to see that. Awesome, I believe PlayStation even said like this is one of their indies. You know, that they're mm-hmm. flaunting out there. This one, Kyle, this one, I'll talk about this one. I'll intro this one if you don't Real mind. quick, though. Yeah. I, w- I do want to shout an indie. I think this will fit in perfectly in the, okay. in the context of these two. Because a lot of our audience, along with you, loves Bloodborne. Yeah. Game of the There's generation. a game called Hunt the Night on mm-hmm. s- coming up on Steam. It is a Bloodborne, Castlevania-inspired retro artistic pixel art style game. And it mm. looks gorgeous. It looks like up everyone's Bloodborne fans alley. So Hunt the Night is the name. Okay. It's it's beautiful. It, it looks fantastic. Let me continue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> let me let me intro this next one. Because I, I yes, feel it in of my course. Well, a lonely tarnish playing as a lord. I command thee hype. Kyle, it's here. Elden Ring, let's go. My goodness, the release date is January 21st, 2022. This comes from Nibel with an interview from from Software's Hidaki Miyazaki. This game will have a four-player co-op. It will have six major areas that will function as a distinct dungeons ruled by demigod characters that you don't have to follow in no order. A hub world that connects them all, catacombs, castles, fortresses, mini dungeons, etc. Kyle, this game, this trailer, I have played every single day since its release, multiple times a day just to feel something again. And all of a sudden, I have all the energy. You, you guys, you guys know, you guys know. When I was like, all we saw is like, we've just seen a CG trailer. We just seen a logo. My excitement is at at the floor, right? That's what I've been saying for weeks. Seeing this here, Kyle, seeing the trailer, seeing the gameplay, seeing the bosses, the art design, everything, Kyle. Beautiful. I've never been so hyped. I often say it's been 2,276 days since the launch of Bloodborne. Well, Kyle, I'm changing the counter. All right, I'm changing the counter starting today. It's been 218 days until we get our hands on the Elden Ring. Can't wait. This, Kyle, this seems like not just the culmination of everything from software is done because you got the jumping from Sekiro, you got the, 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 the night aesthetic from Dark Souls, seems very Dark Souls esque. 
Um, but a lot more fantasy-esque elements in terms of, like, the magic really does seem like, like, there's one part where he makes, the, the knight makes his sword like a, this huge like a lightsaber. Just lightsaber. Yeah. It's a, amazing. That's um, the George Railroad Martin there for you. That's the George Railroad right there. Not, not, not just that, but it's also when you talk about six areas connected to a hub world, that screams to me Legend of Zelda Ocarina at time. Yes, Kyle, you got a question. Is that not the same as like Bloodborne or or Demon no. Souls, where everything has a hub world and you can go off in all the different spots? So what would usually happen is, let's just say, let's take Bloodborne, right? You go yeah. to a lamppost, and then you go to the Hunter's Dream, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Hunter's Dream, that's just a little hub area that you have, like, all your, like, you know, crafting, upgrades, um, the whole nine yards, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What this is saying here is it's a hub world akin to like an ocarina time where there is still an area, mini bosses, an open world to explore. So you don't have that one little hub house or little corridor where you have all your things. This is a whole big world. You know, with mounts, you being able to have three of your friends play with you and apparitions that you can you can collect along the way. To help you through battle as well. Cool. I am so in on this game, Kyle. I just yeah, I f- know. You've you've sent me gifts yes. and just the cover art yeah. multiple times. <laughs> it will continue like to happen. Thursday. It will continue to happen. Until release. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so th- this is one of my favorite moments yeah. of the past six days because you you and Mike, I was with both of you when this got announced and you were both over the moon, happy and ecstatic, and that's why I watch reacts to E three conferences or video game conferences because yeah. I want to see people who are fans of games freak out over something that they love so much. So I'm happy you guys got that. Um, I'm happy as well. This yeah. made everything. This made the last five days of just work really worth it. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Dave does right in from scale to mm, Dave. I'm saying it because you're saying it. Don't put it on the counter. Scale to banger to extreme banger. That's two. How hyped are you? Again, I'm saying the words he's saying. I'm not saying it. I'm not endorsing it. How hyped are you for Bloodborne? I'm so hyped for it, I can't contain my excitement. (laughs) Kyle? You can't break the habit, Joe. What? Do you not realize what you said? No. What did I say? You said, how hyped are you for Bloodborne? (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's so ingrained (laughs) in your brain. It really is. It's a part of me. <laughs> I thought about it again. I'm like, what if in this next state of play, I know right? there's no chance, but I like know. I see it, mm-hmm. I'm like, and I, I get a little emotional. I'm like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what I do. Maybe cry, maybe throw up, maybe both. Uh, I'm extremely excited. Like, yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about what the game of show is a little later. I'll expand on that, but it's definitely this <laughs> by a mile. I yeah I as you know people know around here who listen I'm not the Souls guy I don't I mean I played a couple uh, for a decent amount of time each and I got frustrated every time but to me this does look really cool I I I really dig the enemy design in this trailer like a whole lot like whatever that king is with like the 
third arm, giant arm coming out <laughs> yeah. of his shoulder. All the arms. That thing is freaky, and yeah, I'm into it. And like, I enjoy uh, George Railroad Martin's stuff with Game of Thrones. Like, sure. I enjoy the worlds that he builds. So, if it's close to that work kind of world and the type of great gameplay that From Software brings, I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. And Kyle, we could co-op. I could make the... Oh boy. Come on, we could do this. You know what that... Do you know what that would be like? Fun. What that gameplay would be? Fun. That would be you doing all the damage and nah. me trying and be like, all right, Joe mm. got another one. No, Yay, no, Joe! no. I, I, <laughs> no, I let you do stuff. Don't I'm say throwing that. pebbles from the <laughs> back line. Yeah. No, you got Hi-ya. this. Listen, Kyle, come along with us. We'll make kind of like a Lord of the Rings pack. It's going to be great. You know? You be my Bilbo. Sure. I'll be your Samwise. <laughs> Kyle, that was probably the most information that we're going to get out of all these conferences. The the biggest news pieces comes mm-hmm. out of the Summer Games Fest. So let's get into the the first lame duck. Yeah, that is the Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft Forward at E three twenty twenty one recap. This comes from the Ubi blog. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine, made its gameplay debut during today's Ubisoft Forward, giving a taste of what to expect when the game launches on September 16th. With development being led by Ubisoft Montreal, Rainbow Six Extraction is a PvE co-op experience where you and up to two other players can form a squad composed of Rainbow Six operators who have joined Ash, Mira, and Thermite to form the Rainbow Exogenous Analysis and Containment Team. Or react for short. Oh my goodness. I'm proud of you for saying all those words. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> the one thing that this game kind of boasts is that it's very high risk, high reward. So you have a whole bunch of stuff on you that you earn through the game. But if you die, you lose all those things. I don't know how much I like that portion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like how they're taking the cooperative elements from what we know of Rainbow Six. Uh, and putting them in a PvE setting. So I I liked what I saw, but I don't know if I'm sold because for me, Tom Clancy is somehow, though there are like, you know, things that happen that seem out, almost outrageous, it's always grounded in a some sort of, of reality. Um, so like when I hear aliens and Tom Clancy, it just doesn't, it's not jiving with me. I don't, yeah, I don't I, know if this game's jiving with me yet. I didn't have the greatest time during ubi as a whole but this trailer didn't do anything for me it looked just like siege yeah that's all it did it looked like siege but with aliens as enemies and aliens that look like come from other games with aliens or zombies yeah like it's it it doesn't feel like it's this true new version of mm. a, a game where we've gotten diff- other kinds of this game already. Yeah. So, I mean, would I have bought it anyway? No, but it just didn't blow me yeah. away. Like, I, like comparing this to a, a game like Back for Blood, I'm all in on Back for Blood because that yeah. looks so much fun. This just seems a little too hardcore for me. Same. Likewise. Let's talk about the next one, though. This one? Yeah. This one? This one was was pretty cool. Riders Republic launches on September second. This game looks l- like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, like just being able to like do snowboarding. That's kind of similar to like Tony Hawk or doing like 
BMX mm-hmm. down a down a hill or like the wing gliding thing. Uh, this is an awesome game that like you don't see a lot of these games anymore. Nope. Right? It seems like with SSX, it's like everything after that just doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, I I hope with the resurgence of Tony Hawk, uh, the 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 remakes, pretty much. Um, and this, I hope that brings a resurgence to like extreme sport games. Absolutely. And, and we we even saw it like in the Xbox showcase with that snowboarding game, yeah. which it's cool that these things are coming out. I just hope EA is is listening <laughs> and and t- is taking the temperature right yeah. or, or or checking the pulse on what we want because we want SSX back or real Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. How about this next one? This one might be up your alley, Kyle. This one was really cool. Right. It's a shame that it leaked before the show. Oh, did it really? It did. Uh, Far Cry 6 Season Pass was announced. Uh, quote, Vas Montenegro, P- Pagan Min, and Joseph Seed. These three villains built a reign of terror across Far Cry 3, 4, and 5. But in Far Cry 6 Season Pass, you'll be the one taking the reins. In each of the three DLC episodes included in the Season Pass, you'll play as one of the one of these major antagonists as you delve inside their minds to uncover their backstories, encounter familiar faces, and find out what it's like to become the villain. In addition to... Oh. Far Cry Blood Dragon is also a part of the season pass, and that's the first oh time it's going to be available beyond, I believe, the PS3 360 okay. era, which is awesome. That game's rules. I'm going to say this. I'm in Far Cry 6. Stop showing yes. me stuff now. Yes. You've you've made it, so I'm buying your season pass. Yes. Because this is cool. Yeah. As much as I hated Five and Joseph Seed, yeah, um, I love Voss and Pagan Min as villains. I think they're really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's just the thing is, we saw this game what I feel like last week ish. Then we see it again here. Then we see it again at the Xbox show. It's like we get it. Far Cry Six is coming out. Yeah, stop bombarding me with it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of it. I mean, here it is. Honestly, that is the I think the major thing as to why E3 felt a little down mm-hmm. because when it comes to Ubi and Square Enix and Summer Game Fest or whatever, a lot of these major AAA games we've seen in prior showcases yeah. this year already. Absolutely. Like they're they're showing the same thing multiple times of the year. And I think that takes away from like the the ooh shiny factor. Like mm-hmm. look at the shiny new game. I think it's really a, more of a detriment than a benefit. Yeah. Uh, um um 100% with you. Also, there was a new Mario plus Rabbids game, but that doesn't yep. have to relate to PlayStation 1 bit. No. I just, you know, it's a great game. Better than yeah. Mario Odyssey, <laughs> and I stand by it. Kyle, here's the one thing that I was very much surprised didn't leak out before this conference. Take it away. Same. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Welcome to the year 2009. That's from me, or whatever year <laughs> Avatar came out. Uh, showcasing game footage powered by the latest iteration of the Snowdrop engine. Releasing in 2022, Avatar Frontiers of Prandor is a first-person action-adventure experience developed by Massive Entertainment, a Ubisoft studio in collaboration with Lightstorm Entertainment and Disney. I'm looking up when did Avatar come out. 2009, you're right, Kyle. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, uh, go for it. Interesting to note. Yeah. Something I learned after Ubi. I don't think I told you this. Uh, go for it. Um, you're going to be in the movie. You're going to be in the scene. No. 
God, would that be that be awesome though, right? Yeah. See my mug up there as as one of the the avatar aliens with, with the little beard. tail and just yeah. plugging it in everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> just seeing what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> uh, what I heard and what I think was out there after yeah. this was the people who are in charge of the Star Wars license for gaming. They saw this behind closed doors, and that's why they gave massive a wow, Star Wars game. Really? Because they were so impressed by what Avatar, what they're doing with Avatar. That actually gets me super pumped. So that's why I wanted to little add, add that in here a yes. little bit. Okay. Um, I'll try to find exactly where that was from, just so we can give credit to the source. Please. But yeah, I think that's cool that they saw this and were yeah. like, you know what? We trust you with Star Wars. Yeah. Like we're impressed. So here, here's our, here's a. One of the biggest franchises, if not the biggest franchise yeah. in the world. That's awesome. Honestly, this this conference I actually liked, and I'm the only person on the internet that does. But um, that being said, it dwarfs for what we're about to see. And I preface this by saying, I know everyone. We are a PlayStation podcast. We are a PlayStation centric podcast. But what do we say here? We love all the consoles. We love a good Xbox. We appreciate a Nintendo when they deliver us stuff. We like them all. We want to cheer them all on. When Xbox does good, that means that it's going to stoke that competitive fire to make PlayStation great. That being said, there are 30 games to be shown off here. We are only going to talk about three that very much goes hand in hand with PlayStation in some sort of way. So, Kyle, take away the first bullet point from the Bethesda xbox showcase just just to add to that it was the senior vice president of walt disney games Ooh. sean shoptaw who revealed that information about the star wars there's nice. an ign article that joe scrabbles wrote about it so you can check that out cool um yeah xbox bethesda easily the best show of the weekend by Absolutely. by far this is this is for me again again adam bankhurst from ign wrote a rundown of some cool things that happened uh starfield release date announced xbox exclusive confirmed bethesda started off e3 2021's xbox and bethesda game showcase by showing off more of starfield and confirming both a november 11th 2022 release date and that it will be an xbox exclusive i'll put that in bold guys give up the dream yeah. Bethesda is a part of Xbox. Okay? Yeah. We, we had months to go through this. Yeah. The question I learned this months ago. Yeah. I've, I've, I've come to grips with this. There was one site. I don't know who they were, but it was like the, will it come to PlayStation 5? So who knows? And it just it, it ballooned into this, snowballed into this argument online, as it often does. Um, and then so much so where P Hines had literally said, "Yeah, sorry, it is what it is." <laughs> kind of what? Yeah. It's like it's out of it's it's even out of his pay grade. You know, Once again, said, it makes sense. Yes. You don't send, spend that kind of money and not have it only be on your your platform. Yeah. It, they spend the money. They probably overpaid <laughs> to make a point, <laughs> and they got this. They mm-hmm. got this. Starfield. Look. Uh, in honesty didn't blow me away i was impressed yeah. by the in-game engine stuff that looks cool i was impressed by the later Im- interview where it's like this is gonna be like a bigger rpg than skyrim it's a han solo simulator i'm in on all that but what yeah. i saw from the cg didn't get me you know didn't get my blood flowing but it's cool mm-hmm. to know that this game is coming out 11 years after to the day 
that Skyrim came out on. So that's pretty that's rad. Cool. But again, and it's on a brand new engine. Yep. So it's not going to be the regular Bethesda engine. So it's going to hopefully not be as buggy. Yep. I think the the thing that excited me most about this is you're right. It, the in-game full CGI trailer didn't do a whole lot. It was a cool way to announce the date. Like it was in-game on the yeah. on the dashboard. But um, the artwork that was tweeted out afterwards of like some of the yeah. production frames or stills whatever of of the hand-drawn art that they're trying to aim to hit mm-hmm. that stuff looked gorgeous so if they can hit that in this game it's going to be fantastic yeah xbox exclusive exclusive just settle down okay yes. it's okay breathe in breathe out maybe yeah. play this game on your pc maybe don't it's up to you yeah i'm gonna try it out absolutely I'll, I'll give I it am. a go it's yeah. fine Everything's fine. Everything's good. That's all right. Breathe into the bag. Let's get into this <laughs> next one. <laughs> Halo Infinite confirmed for holiday 2021. First multiplayer footage shown. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite's multiplayer and campaign have been confirmed for holiday 2021. In addition to seeing a bit more of the campaign, we were also treated to the first footage of the game's multiplayer. Oh, man, it looks good. <laughs> Kyle looks so good, and it's free. Kyle, it's free. So, yeah, multiplayer looks fun. Looks fun. You get a harpoon why, gun. Why didn't they show, like, a big action set piece in single player? Well, because, okay, well, this, the single player thing was cool because you're talking to what seems like the replacement Cortana. Sure. I don't know the story, so yeah. I have no idea. And then, and then the Hispanic pilot's talking to you. He's like, you're one man with one bullet going against an army. And like Master Chief's like, yeah, I know. And he shoots the one bullet, kills one guy, <laughs> takes a magazine, bam. Now he has like seven or eight bullets, depending on the on the cartridge. And then he finds a machine gun. Like he's going up against all the odds. Yeah. Master no, Chief's cool. cool. It's cool God. nonetheless. It's just I would have rather have seen like an action set piece from the game. You hook onto a ship, you throw the <laughs> guy out. You're like, you're not using this anymore, you son of a gun. Another cool. thing that I enjoyed because uh, we live streamed with Captain Logan and yeah. uh, somebody you don't like very much. Luke Thank Lord. you for not mentioning. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed watching everyone else freak yeah. out about it. Like it's very cool. It looks fun. I can't wait to play it. The holiday twenty twenty one though is interesting that it doesn't have an actual date yet. Still, still. Uh, I think if Halo's smart, it's September. If they're smart, they're I, I again I, as much as I love a good Halo, and this game yeah. looks sweet, hell of rad, I'll even say if that's allowed. <laughs> you know what? Strike it from the record. It can't go against <laughs> Call of Duty though. It can't. No. We've seen Halo do that, and it not go so well. So I really think the earlier the better. And also, I just want to play it sooner. So there you go. Sure. There you have it. Here's a here's the next cool one. Cool little yeah. ditty for you, Kyle. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 announced takes the series to Mexico. It's set to be released on November 9th, 2021. I think this was a showcase right here. Oh, yeah. This looked like oh, an yeah. actual picture. Like, there's uh-huh. there's a tweet going out of, like, a river and a hilltop, and you think it's real. A lot of this, until you actually see the cars, and the cars kind of look like a video game, um, look real as all hell. And I'm like, this the looks in- wild. When they had the dev talking about it as it was going, there was a section where they were like, yeah, we filmed the sky in 12K for 24 hours. So the sky in the game is an act- the actual sky. That's nuts. It's 
man, I it looks gorgeous. Yeah, a game that I will is one hundred percent pushing the urge to get a Series X. <laughs> sooner rather than later it's the most anticipated game of the expo from what i understand it won some type of word like that for good reason Mm -hmm. game looks great i'll play 45 minutes of it and then drop it because (laughs) you know me with races (laughs) but it's cool i always like the horizon series i really do Mm -hmm. so it looks rad that's the next point i'll take away right here go ahead 27 out of the 30 games shown are headed to game pass day and date these games included Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5, Starfield, Redfall, cool-looking vampire game. Oh, Redfall. Hades, the beloved Hades, The Ascent, all these games coming to Xbox Game Pass. And I think when we take a look at what what they did here was when when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's not the best showcase I've ever seen. But what Mm -hmm. it gives you is this perfect roadmap of this is what the Xbox ecosystem is here into the next two years. And this is only a sample of what you're going to expect. There's more to come. And most of these games, all you have to do is sign up for that nine to $15 subscription service. This is the thing that I think just everything in bold Xbox game pass is something that is, I think could be, the Achilles heel to PlayStation. I don't yeah. think it's a threat necessarily right now, but in a year, two years, three, when more games keep coming and more of them keep on coming to this this Game Pass service, and where even Xbox said, hey, we're going to be putting Xbox on your TVs, any tablet we can, we're going to make a streaming stick, like we want this thing to be everywhere. We You'll even have it on, on your Xbox One you'll be able to play cloud Xbox series games on. We want you to be able to play these games anywhere. That's a real threat. Mm-hmm. Because as much as like, yeah, I love Last of Us. I love God of War. I love all these games. We're talking about 30 games in the span of the next year or two that are just 15 bucks a month. That's a, that is a, that is a threat. I don't know. What What do you think here, Kyle? Yeah, no, I, it, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah. I'm blown away by how they make it profitable and make it work because yeah. it feels like they shell out so much money. Um, and I feel like not a whole lot of people, again, I'm not deep in the Xbox ecosystem, so I don't know the yeah. ins and outs, but I don't know how many people actually buy the games outright. I feel like everyone has Game Pass, and that's the way they play their games. Like, it's incredible. And also, what a power move by Xbox to start the show off with a Bethesda title and end it with a Bethesda title. Absolutely. Both bold Xbox exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. It was it was really incredible to see. It. Yeah, like you said, it might not have been the best press conference ever it was pretty damn close but it reminds me of the 2017 same playstation one with the orchestra or 2016 whichever one that was where it's just trailer 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 dope stuff dope stuff dope stuff only not have putting to worry out about people, services or like whatever yeah only putting out people when you needed to set the mood when you needed yep. that explanation um yep. and i'm happy for my xbox friends because this Absolutely. is this is something that we've, you know, we've wanted to see Xbox achieve in a major way, and they did. And mm-hmm. really happy for them to see everybody really excited for Xbox, even 
Phil Spencer says, I haven't felt this energy since the 360 days. Yeah, and that's it, cool. And it, it goes to show that there is right now, again, we're a PlayStation podcast. We prefer it where I play every day. There is right now an energy for Microsoft that hopefully, and I know, PlayStation execs are looking at going, all right, so let's do something here. I mean, we even got Jim Ryan uh, like a few days ago going, yeah, I shouldn't have said what I said about old games, how old games are old, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't mean what I said by that, but I said it clumsily, and I apologize. You know that PlayStation's working behind the scenes to make the alternative because there's just so much money to be had for it. So Uh, as much as we're happy for Microsoft, don't take it away of like returning into the achievement hall. We just want to recognize game when we see it. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Indies. Also, they showed fantastic. Um, In addition, you mentioned Hades. Hades is also coming out on PlayStation um, with that announcement. So you're, we're we're finally getting that Hades and that glorious 4k on our PS5. And although I could play it on game pass, I choose to play it on PlayStation. I want them trophy. Gosh dang it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Cypher Primus writes in, clearly Xbox stole the show. Do you think Xbox would have stood out if they did it without E3? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're Xbox. You're you're literally the platform people put their games on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't need E3. E3 needs you. The only thing that I think overlapped between shows is Far Cry and Battlefield Battlefield. we saw. And that was it. Which looked beautiful, by the way. And Back for Blood. And Back for Blood. Which looked beautiful let's, again, by the way. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. I let's, think they would have been fine. Let's get Square Enix out of the way, shall we, Kyle? <sighs> Square Enix presents at E3 2021. <laughs> long this pregnant pause. I'm sorry. Continue. I need to prepare myself. Yes. The five biggest announcements by Jeff Ramos and Jeffrey Parkin over at Polygon. They started off the show with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Years after Eidos Montreal's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game was leaked in 2017, the Deus Ex developer is finally ready to show it off. Publisher Square Enix announced Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a single-player third-person adventure game made in partnership with Marvel. The game will launch on October 26th. And you know what? Just for good measure, let's talk about the next game they also show. Sure. Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda uh, expansion. This new expansion coming this August, starring Black Panther and adding the Wakanda biome. Jedi Master Ren writes in via Discord, just like you can too, if you head on over to the Trophy Room Discord server or at us at PS Trophy Room. Send us your question each and every week. We read it out here on the show. We have fun. Jedi Master Ren asks, with Square Enix announcing Guardians of the Galaxy and seeing what they've done with Avengers, do you think Marvel made the right choice uh, in giving Square the video game rights to two major teams in their universe? So this was kind of made in conjunction with uh, Avengers. So this is not like they saw Avengers and go, oh, wow, we really like what you did here, buddy. Uh, this turned out swell. You can even see the way that they talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. They kind of dismiss Avengers by saying, this is a solo experience. You are Star-Lord, and you are commanding your team. And you are making executive decisions for your team. It kind of blends mm-hmm. that narrative that we see with, uh, with you know the Telltale games mixed with the action strategy that we see like some JRPGs do. Like some one that came to mind is like Scarlet Nexus, where you're pairing the powers together, um, or even like Final Fantasy VII ish, 
that type of sure yeah yeah i gotta say i we we weren't a fan i know i wasn't of guardians of the galaxy when i first saw it i gave it another try because they had that horrendous dmca so i didn't get to hear the music mm-hmm. i'm 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 in but i'm still skeptical of guardians of the galaxy i think they got the characters right and i think the writing's there i still don't know if the action's there though that's fair i i'm on the other side i really loved what the what guardians looks like from that showcase i dig the telltale style of like decisions or not because the guardians telltale game is extremely underrated it's very good um i think they could have shown off a better action fight I think that would have gone off better because you can see in the trailer you are fighting other things than just a jello cube. Yeah. There are some more interesting enemies. There are some more interesting places that you could have gone. So it's a weird choice to kind of showcase what was happening unless they were like, this is the first spot we go. We don't want to show you too much, which I can respect, but it's. It's a little bit of a bummer going from that trailer, which was super awesome, and then spending way too long on gameplay and take up half the show right. for it. And gameplay that looked all right, but like sure. the enemies you're fighting aren't like knights or something. You're fighting literal like jello shots and like, yeah. that look just not that great. So, again, Guardians, I'm still skeptical. I do need to see something from that game. I don't necessarily know what, but it's cool. Coming out October 26th. Yeah. Uh, War for Wakanda had the most awkward trailer I've ever seen. I'm just yeah. going to state here, Kyle. This game is dead after this year. We'll, <laughs> we'll see Spider-Man, and I think they're going to call it a day. I, I, don't, right. I don't see a future in this, sadly. Uh, so I'm, I, I think the story is going to be cool. Okay. I, I do think the story is going to be cool. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I think this trailer sucked because it was the problem of we saw everything beforehand not that long ago yeah they could have just shown the wakanda part and it would have probably hit much better um i think yeah black panther's cool he looks cool you are fighting more robots it looks like claw becomes a big giant claw (laughs) um so it does look it does yeah it looks generic but Yep. If the story of the writing's good, I'm going to at least play and experience right. it. Well, you and Luke Lore have fun with that. Uh, Babylon's <laughs> Fall. That's the nut yeah. we saw. Three years after its initial announcement, Babylon's Fall got a new trailer with more details during Square Enix's E3 2021 press conference. This action RPG can be played alone or with up to four players. The game's latest trailer also revealed the live service aspects of the title, as well as a call to sign up for a closed beta. This is also a PlayStation console exclusive. Yes, and it does not look great. It's taking the combat that we like from Nier Automata. They they keep on prefacing that. But the thing that doesn't look great is the art direction that they took here. I went into their deep dive and they said that they wanted to that they were inspired by oil paintings from uh you know um from uh, like the like medieval era. And that's why everything here looks very blurry. And low like smudgy count. and foggy, smudgy and foggy, and it really didn't look good at all. And it sucks because like some of the gameplay looked great. There are moments stills that look good, but oftentimes it just looks smudgy. And I do not think this was the right move at all. That art style 
does not look appealing, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Luckily, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a platinum games person anyway, yeah. so I, I was not going to play this regardless. But yeah, <sighs> the visually, it doesn't look doesn't look great. Nope, it looks like I have cataracts when I watch that trailer. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Shout out to my grandma, Kyle. <laughs> let's talk about the last game that didn't look great either. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, a Final Fantasy origin. Ninja Gaiden and Neo developer Team Ninja are making a new Final Fantasy spin-off game for Square Enix. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy origin will come to PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X in 2022. A trial version of the game will be available on PS5 starting today through June 24th. I don't know why, but I when I see that title, which is awful... Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I think of Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> I don't know why. I played the demo of this game, Kyle. It feels Same. very... I too. Yeah, it feels very much like a PS3 from a software game. Like a very... Uh, it looks like a, an old PS3 game. The textures are very muddy. The lighting is horrendous. Horrendous lighting, Kyle. Like, sometimes I'm walking, I feel like, speaking of cataracts, I can't see five feet in front of me. Yeah. It's, it, this game would have been great if this was 2009 and Avatar sure. just came out and we're all enjoying it. But, like, this yep. is, this, this, this wasn't a great showing. Yeah, it, I, I'm with you there. The idea of this is good in theory mm -hmm. and a cool premise. But it does look like it's from the PS3, PS2 era, like, um, environment-wise. And yeah. even the characters look very early PS4-ish. Um, oh, that's I played it a as, compliment. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also played it, and I thought it has some cool ideas. Yes. But it it's not there yet. I have no doubt they'll probably go back and it'll look different and play different by the time it comes out. Because I don't think there's a date yet. No. Um, but yeah, everything just seems very bland. Yeah. My Lisa, the the it one thing fine. in the convent played fine. The yeah. one part of the combat I really love is like the soul shield. Yes. Where like you can parry attacks and then gain that ability and use it. Yeah. against other enemies that's really cool my biggest issue with the combat though joe is you have two buddies and they don't do anything they don't do anything and sometimes they, don't they do, do things nothing yeah sometimes they do Why things sometimes they they, i don't even know M moral <sighs> support yeah now we did see uh um life is strange true colors yeah and you got your final fantasy one through six nope no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't joe no <laughs> I did not. We did not as Final Fantasy fans. Uh -huh. yeah, there will be a four-hour version of this rant on Friday at 6-1 Indie Twitch because we're doing our drunken AAA yeah. E3 show. I'm going to go off on Square Enix there for a great length. How the fuck dare you, Square oh, Enix? My, my apologies to the kids who are listening in the Tim back. Olson, I'm so must. sorry. How dare you? You give something we want for so long. You give us Final Fantasy 1 through 6, not even as a collection. You have right. to buy those separately. Pixel remasters. They look gorgeous. Yeah. And it only is coming to Steam and Mobile where those ports already exist. Why are they not on consoles yet? Why? I don't know. Why? Kyle, you're yelling and this is a Chili's. There's your gift for this episode, <laughs> Joe. Why? <laughs>
I don't I'm know. Gonna flip this table. Oh, I'm like that my. guy with Horizon coming to PC. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm sorry for you. I know that you feel something there. I I didn't. I was happy for you for a second. And now I feel I was very excited. Me and Ryan yeah. were very excited. And then pew, pew. <sighs> Sorry well, for yelling, everybody. No, my apologies on. for no, my no, language. No, no, no. Listen, hey, how dare you? Earthy Cheese's mom is gonna have to <laughs> She's gonna have choice words for you, sir. Let's talk last but not leastly about the last thing we saw here. Of import yeah. to PlayStation. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Nintendo E3 Direct. No Zelda Breath of the Wild in 2021. This is a 2022 game, and by the sounds of it, a late 2022 game. Guerrilla Games. Herman. Studio. Herman. Shuhei. Everybody at PlayStation. You are free to land Horizon Forbidden West in November. Just slide it in there. Everything's Hit fine. Hit the button. Hit the button. Go for it. You're free to land. You don't have to worry about Halo's a shooter. You don't have to worry about that. You're Horizon. Go for it. You're, you're you're an action RPG. You got this. Open world. Let's go. It's time. Let's go. It's time. I I imagine Joe mm-hmm. the offices at PlayStation Studios and Gorilla. They were all glued to the screen for yep. this, right? Yep. The moment that date 2022 goes, I imagine paper flying in the air and suddenly <laughs> we're on Wall Street. <laughs> Doors are opening. It's time for trading. They're racing. They're trying to get their yep. plans together. Hit the button, Herman. <laughs> Give us the game. Yeah. Now, what? how hilarious would it be? Horizon Forbidden West drops in November. Then Nintendo comes out. Oh, sorry. We messed up. We meant... <laughs> 2021 not 2022 and then link just drops a mic and then backs off the screen (laughs) (laughs) yep there you go that has been e3 in a nutshell now our first question on the sony pony express which the sony pony express is a series of tubes where you can send your questions in you can email us you can send us a questions on the Discord server or at PS Trophy Room, links of all of which are down below. Rigo on Twitter asks, this question goes to Joseph and Kyle. What is the one game, only one, that had your jaw drop from excitement? I am cheating because you already know mine with the Elden Ring. That is it. I saw that. I saw the grace of God. And I'm good. And it is a face of Georgia Railroad Martin. I'm good. <laughs> but I want to extend that even further, Kyle. With yeah. Rigo's question of what was your game of the show? Your draw mm-hmm. drop moment. Draw drop and game. And then what are the other games? The, the, uh, your top five games of the show. Oh, top five. This is tough. Yeah. Um, replaced on Xbox. Looks red. That's that retro pixel art style game. Yeah. Um, Really love Redfall as well. The tone of that game yeah. looks great. Um, Metroid Dread okay. looks really, really fun. Never okay. played a Metroid game. I, I'm going to play this because it looks super fun. Uh, I'll say Wonderlands because I like the premise, okay. even though there wasn't that much gameplay there. Now what's what's number one? What's the jaw drop a moment? What's jaw the drop mic drop, Kyle? Mic drop. Hmm. Is it also Elden Ring? No. Is it 
you want to think on it while I give you my four? I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you in the audience. I, there wasn't any jaw-dropping moments for me. Okay. There wasn't a lot for that was like, Kyle, this is your next big AAA thing. Okay. Um, but I, I will say Guardians as my fifth one because I re- did really enjoy that. Fair enough. Mine is, of course, Elden Ring. Halo, because I love a good Halo. Battlefield 2042, that trailer was perfect. As a hardcore Battlefield fan, it's given me everything I've wanted out of that series and more. Just seeing you zipline from skyscraper to skyscraper was dope. The wingsuits looked incredible. Everything, the structurability of it, like all of it just looked, man, amazing. And I can't wait to play that on my PlayStation 5. Um, the next game that would come to mind is Back for Blood. I love how awesome that dev team is. Yeah. Where they literally said, hey, as long as one person has the DLC pack in your group, everybody gets to play that DLC with your friends. That's absolutely awesome. That's awesome to see. That's That right there puts it leagues above a lot of other games out there just to see how pro-consumer I would consider that move to be. Uh, and then last but not least, the Metroid Dread looked dope. So that's there. Uh, special shout out because I forgot one. A game that's coming to Steam and also that that. the PlayStation Vita. Oh, it lives, you say. It lives. It's a game called Unmetal. And I told okay. you about this. And I think everyone else needs to know if you're fans of Metal Gear Solid, this game makes fun of Metal Gear Solid. You're basically being interviewed by your higher-in-command officer about your time in on this mission, and it's pretty much just you're making fun of the Metal Gear games. For example, yeah. you walk into this soldier's radius, the soldier sneezes, and you as your character say, bless you, and that soldier goes on alert and goes and attacks you. <laughs> That's funny. There's also a thing like if you punch boxes too much, it will go back to the interviewer and the interviewer will be like, why are you punching those boxes? Why are you so angry? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then it just goes right back into the game. Nice. It's something. It's it's very fun. It looks like the old school Metal Gear games. Check it out. All right. All right. Excellent. Excellent. That said, chaka chaka. Right said. E3 this year was okay for me. Not horrible, but not amazing. And Nintendo and Xbox were easy, were easily the highlights. So my question, did PlayStation miss out by not showing up? Or did E3 miss out by not having PlayStation? This is the question of the show right here, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Did PlayStation miss out by not being at, uh, at E3 this year? Nope. How so, Kyle? Because people are still asking what PlayStation has in store and it's still at the front of everyone's minds of like, mm. how are they going to counter Xbox's show? Okay. Looking forward to PlayStation. What are they going to have to combat what all this awesome thing Xbox has to yeah. do? I think Nagachaka hit it with the second part of this. I think E3 misses out again with no PlayStation because it could have, if PlayStation was there and it was a traditional PlayStation conference, we have no idea what they were going to show, but if they were there, it would have brought the quality of all the conferences way higher. Yeah. It would not have, like, the Ubi and the Square Enix show would not have brought everything down because Nintendo and Xbox brought it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. So if PlayStation was there, it would have been even better. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that weren't shown, like, why didn't we see Final Fantasy 16? You mm-hmm. know, um, Forspoken. Or Forspoken, or even for the Capcom stage, like, they talked about fighters, but we didn't see a new yeah. Street Fighter. 
which is interesting uh, because from what I'm aware of, it's the last season of of content for them. Like it's it's over at this point. And that Pragmata game that was shown at PlayStation show last year. Right. So like there are games obviously missing here that could be at PlayStation state of play. I would say, did Sony miss out? Yes. I think you just gave Xbox a week of really amazing PR. You gave them a lot of energy by being this silent. That said, will it matter when you drop your state of play? No. I think what we often think is like, we think it's a zero-sum game. It's not. I like what Donnie Reese over at the Xbox Empire said. This is just marketing. We oftentimes get way ahead of ourselves here, and we put our emotions in things that we often should have, and just think of it like, this is just Xbox's marketing push for their fans and people that are interested or may be interested to their ecosystem. Just like whatever this next state of play is, it's just one big marketing push for people that care like us, the people that may be interested, or people that are making that decision. Do I want to go out there and buy a PlayStation 5 right now? And I think those are all great questions to ask, and you'll see it when PlayStation drops their thing. Now, that said, PlayStation has now a lot more on the line. They really have to show us something, their roadmap. It has to be impressive. So it's not to say, like, oh, wow, like, you know, PlayStation's got nothing to lose. They do. But it's, again, not zero sum. It's not like they're out of business if they don't wow us. Um, But that said... I think a little bit of column A and column B there. I think PlayStation misses out a little bit, but I think E3 more so, way more so. Yeah, again, PlayStation could drop their thing. They are a platform that everybody puts their games on. They can drop wherever they want. Mm -hmm. But when your competition's there and they drop something pretty massive and you're nowhere to be seen, I can understand a little bit of a cause for alarm. But that said, again, we're all fine here. yeah, I, I think I what I think about the worried about PlayStation and their response kind of thing and worried about Xbox taking a lead, I put in quotation marks because fanboy stuff yeah. is awful. Um, I think about what happened a couple months ago with the Xbox news coming out nonstop and PlayStation was real quiet and then PlayStation shows Horizon and PlayStation yeah. has a couple news things and then all that gets washed away. That Jason Trier article gone in the past like no worries whatsoever so i i think yeah xbox has a little bit here but if you're a playstation fan and worried about the future the moment their state of play or showcase whatever happens you'll be like okay we're good we're good we're good good. okay i saw that horizon coming out in november we're fine (laughs) exactly yeah so that that's what i'm thinking here as well we often like "Uh oh xbox do thing sony are you awake it's like yeah once we get the ratchets which we'll talk briefly about later once we get the returnals and the games do drop, we all turn and we all stop and we talk. About it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that said, let's get to the next one. Famous Seamus says favorite moment of E3 and least favorite moment of E3. Favorite <laughs> moment. Elden Ring. Sure. <laughs> Just all of it. Just yeah. every single moment of it. Least favorite moment. The how many minutes did we waste on that Capcom? Thing? Oh, that was a solid. 30 minutes. That was a half hour. Yeah. 30 minutes. I won't ever get back. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, favorite moment was seeing everyone get excited about games that I live reacted with, no matter 
on six one side or with you, Joe, and everyone that came on. Uh, that was easily my favorite moments. Least favorite moment. You heard my rant earlier. FF one through six. <laughs> God awful. How how dare you, Square Enix? How dare you? This stats platinum journey wrote in via Twitter. My question would be. Do you think PlayStation held titles back from EC3, such as Final Fantasy VI, to be able to broadcast on their next state of play, or do you think this could have led to showcases not meeting expectations? 100% that is the case. They're holding back. They're holding back. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Not not quite the showcases not being up to their expectations. They want their showcase to be jam-packed with cool stuff. Mm-hmm. 110%. TPR writes in, I really think uh, Xbox did what Sony hammered home last gen, we just want to see the games. No talking, no fluff, no TV, TV, no media stuff. Looking at you, Xbox One 2013, and what, and that's what we got at Xbox's conference. I really hope Sony has a showcase like this, like this in July. I personally don't think it's bad they didn't show up as long as they have a hefty state of play around the corner. What do you think? I think you're totally right. Um, you know, there's a little piece of like alarming stuff. Is like Jeff Grubb who is what seems like the person that conjures up just all the rumors and speculation has yeah. the summer game mess of all the scheduled things that are rumored to come out. PlayStation's nowhere to be seen. Mm. That does worry me a little bit. Sure. But we may be waiting a little bit, but I think we'll get it sooner rather than later for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think in two, three weeks time, if we have not heard about it, then I'll be worried. Sure. Then I'll be like, all right, Jim Ryan, Herman. What are you doing? What are you doing? November's coming up quick. We need Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Sir. Uh, Cypher Primus once again writes in, with the Summer Game Fest and other big players doing their own thing, do we? Do you think we still need E3? I will still be in the camp if we don't need E3. Yeah. We just need a week of a thing. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need the ESA because I think this year sucked because I wanted to put my content, our content, out on YouTube. But the ESA, being the ESA, technically we were not allowed to stream that event. So our Twitter, or Twitch rather, could be in trouble because of that. All because mm-hmm. the ESA doesn't want us to do it. Because we're not official co-streamers, whatever bullshit that means. Yeah. So I don't want them to be in charge of this anymore. I don't think they're capable of handling it. I think this is a bad show. Even how they handed uh, a, a rant for a creator aside here. They really just handed out media passes to literally anybody and then just had us tweet out, look, at we made it to E3 and bumped their social media feeds up and then offered nothing for us to actually do that. It was bad. It was, it bad. was a PR shout stunt. Out, I will say shout one. out to Freedom Games because they actually had appointments to book and I got nice. to play two dope games with them so shout out to you other than that it was but a bunch of businesses and like already video game journalist sites like pitching their their stuff it was very it was not great it wasn't it was great. Not great at all i really think that was a very sh- i as a person somewhat in the pr scheme i know exactly what that is and that is 100 shady and i did not like that one bit that said, that's a rant for another day, and this this episode is looking to be the longest one yet, and I'm very excited, because we got some Flash news, Kyle. Some yeah. quick things to know. We're out of E3 territory. We're now into the Flash news. Cyberpunk 2077 returns to the PlayStation Store on June 21st. 
In a statement from Eurogamer, Sony says, Sony Interactive Entertainment can confirm Cyberpunk 2077 will be relisted on the PlayStation Store starting June 21st, 2021. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PlayStation 4 edition, while CD Projekt continues to improve stability across platforms. SIE recommends playing the PS4 Pro or the PlayStation 5 for the best experience. Please still don't buy this game. Yeah, just if you wait. have a base PS4, just wait. Just wait. This is again June 21st if you're dying, but honestly, I'm waiting for that next gen. And even then, I think that the water is so tainted at this point, right? Also, now. like, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, just, uh, just a little bit of um, condolences, mm. I guess. To CD Projekt, because they tweeted out like, oh, yeah, that breach, security breach thing was way worse than we thought. Wow, really? Yeah. So, man, you're going through it right now. It's it's bad, but mm-hmm. it, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks big time. Next gen PSVR targeting holiday 2022 will use OLED screen. Kyle, I don't know if we need to read any more of this, to be honest. No, just that when I think when I saw this, yeah, and I see that next holiday, cool, mm-hmm. but OLED screens, how much is this headset going to be? Yeah, that is my first thought. Mm-hmm. It's going to be expensive, I feel like. Yeah, it, it, it may just be because even in the article, they're like, you know, they usually use LCD screens because they're way less inexpensive. Uh, and yeah, I, I wonder what Sony's really targeting with this headset. It's probably going to be the uh, same price as like a PS5. I guess only time will tell Kyle. I guess. Prepare. Oh, sorry. Kyle, are you holding onto something? I yes. Prematurely dropped. My apologies. This normally doesn't happen to me. (laughs) Not a pre-drop. I know. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals headed to. The Trophy Room Store. No new announcements, no new games this week because of E3's been so crazy. But I do want to preface that our Pride merch is in the store. 110% of that proceeds goes to charity. So make sure you head on over there. It goes to the Trevor Project, more uh, more importantly. Head on over there. Go out there. Represent uh, the Trophy Room. It's a Pride merch. Everything goes on to some good causes, so... Yeah. Go out there. Do all I'm very things. excited for mine to finally come in. Whew, wherever my, it is. I know. It's it's <laughs> taken a while. It took a while for me. But now, Kyle, it's time to kick our feet up. Okay? Because oh, you got to play yeah. a game called Kina Bridge of Spirits. The sure did. By Ember Labs. This game, we saw it at the, the Future of Game Showcase for the PlayStation 5 reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten delayed until August 15th? I believe I'll check that when I talk right. to you. Um, but you got your hands on this due to the Tribeca Games Festival. Yep. So, Kyle, I'll just take the floor, man. You got to play yeah. an hour of it, right? Yep, I got to play an hour of, and I learned because of the gameplay demo, it's pronounced Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Um, also got to play 12 Minutes and Lost in Random, the new Zoink Games uh, thing, which mm-hmm. was very good. But they won't allow me to say anything about the gameplay, which is kind of weird. <laughs> But it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kana is everything that we hope and want it to be really? from us here at PS Trophy Room. Yes. Ember Labs for their first game. 
Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. I'm not going to take any performance things to heart because it is me streaming from somebody out somewhere else to my computer. Yeah. There were some frame rate drops, so I'm not holding that against it at Absolutely. all. It's abs yeah, it's stunningly gorgeous. Um So for the people that don't know what Kina is, yeah. What is it? Like what's the what's the setting? What are you doing here? Uh so they don't really give you too much lead up to it. They kind of just drop you in, but it Feels like you are trying to discover what happens to some of the villagers. Okay. So like um, high fantasy kind of think of it when I see the trailers of that of like old school Legend of Zelda. But like DreamWorks sure. ecstatic. Yeah. 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 Like so, some very important villagers I believe have gone missing and you get. I believe from the mayor or leader of the village, a mask and that mask will help you see the echoes of that person and follow that person to where they were first, where they were. Um, The cues to traversal, it's got a great double jump. It has the uncharted esque um, handholds like on sides of cliffs. They're not yellow, but you can see like they're a little worn and there's symbols on the rocks to kind of tell you where to go, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. So um, it has some like tri- like platforming elements akin to an Uncharted more than like, let's just say, like a Ratchet Clank type. Absolutely. Yeah. It's way more, you know, trying to get from point A to point B, kind of like an Uncharted game, um, shimming across rock ledges and whatnot. The combat is super fun. You have a light attack on L1. You have a heavy attack on R2. You can aim with L2 with a bow when you have it. I do not have it for the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, and L1 is a shield, that which is basically just a big bubble that mm-hmm. goes around you. And the enemies are made up of what looks to be like dead wood. Mm. kind of sort of like skeletons made out of wood okay and as you defeat these enemies you collect uh courage um courage is when you get enough courage from collected from these enemies the rot which are the cute little black uh, buddies then they are comfortable enough to come out and help you in battle oh so, so how do they you help build you up the courage and then they come out yeah. so they could um, swarm on enemies and bind them up so they can't move. Mm-hmm. They could. There's also a skill tree where you can upgrade some things and the thing I upgraded could not get it to work. Maybe it was because I was using an Xbox controller for my yeah. demo. Mm-hmm. Um, they form in a giant hammer. And you can swing the giant hammer down as like a special attack on enemies. Mm-hmm. They can also go and turn into this um this like blob altogether and you can control that with the right stick as it goes around and clears out all the rotting and weird plant life to now, kind of are bring they kind back of the like, world like your ultimate abilities or they're like like a bard abilities that like you have like three uses for these things that you build up or is it like a so destiny the, ultimate so it it all goes to the courage Okay. Once you have uh, the courage built up, there. Right. I only had one circle for courage. Okay. Once that is filled up, you, you can use them once. Um, they. That's also how you heal. You can use that to go to certain parts in the in the world where you can send them over, and then they'll heal you with whatever the the essence is. That's um, awesome. 
you can also find extra rot throughout the world to join your clan. There's a point like where you uh, you're swimming through the water and they you look behind you that you and they're swimming along with you. It's super cute. You can actually sit down with them and just hang out and give them kisses and high fives oh, and I hug give them. A them. High five. Um, it's really really adorable. Uh, you can you also have to use them for environmental puzzles. So there mm-hmm. is one part where you can also press L1 and it does like a like a shield blast, mm-hmm. um, like a like a electromagnetic magnetic field kind of goes off in all directions, and you can use that to ping crystals to light up or to light up lamps when mm-hmm. in a dark area. There was one puzzle where you had to use them to move a fallen crystal that acts as like a bounce to reach a farther one away. Um, and so you had to put it in the right spot. So when you do the burst, it can hit that, that additional crystal to bounce it to the farther one. Cause without that one, you wouldn't be able to hit all three to unlock the door. So it seems like these, these, these little critters are acting for what I've believe what I've been told kind of like Pikmin in a way. of That's like- what I, yeah, you're using them to solve puzzles, but they're also helping you in battle. Do you like collect mm-hmm. at, like these things with you along the way? These cute little critters, or they're just there? Yeah, always? yeah. So, so like I said, there's some beaten off the beaten paths where you'll find a a rock, and you lift up the rock, and you you find one, Aww. and they join your buddy, and uh, you join your crew, and it adds to the the number that you have, like in the menus. I think I had nine. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what the max uh, number is. Um, boss, I got to play a boss battle. Did not get to beat the boss. Okay. Um, that's the the one problem with the boss. It was a boss room. It did feel a little simple. Okay. Um, but it is he's throwing these little minions at you while he is teleporting from three different spots, and you have to sprint there quickly and hit him before he disappears. Um. So yeah, it just took a while, and and the combat is uh, can sometimes be a little, little slow with the swings. Like mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of times where I thought I had enough time to dodge roll out of the way, but I was in the middle of a swing, and I got hit with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that's just me being a little too aggressive or whatnot. Yeah. Um, How did the boss se- fights feel? Do they feel akin? Because some people like uh, equate some of the combat to like God of War. Did you get that type of vibe at all? Do that like 2018? Yeah, yeah, a little bit actually. Um, yeah, it's a very heavy-handed swings, and, and with the roll, yeah, I can see that for sure. All right. Um, yeah, it 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 seems serviceable. It, like I said, there's skills that can, you can upgrade. I'm sure you become even more powerful. Um, you and can then possibly the last- imagine. Exactly, <laughs> and the the only other thing that I I saw through like the map is uh, that there seems to be four of these masks. Okay, so there's four people that you are trying to go find, and it seems like that is the full game, which mm-hmm. which leads to the them saying a couple months ago like it's a shorter experience like okay. you can finish it in a weekend mm-hmm. uh but yeah please keep this up on your your radar this should be a day one purchase it's gorgeous i have no doubt it's going to feel great on the dual sense yeah. and run perfectly fine dude it's gonna be a good game I'm, it's a playable pixar movie it's exactly what it is and the voice actress is stellar yes as and, Kana, believe- and the kids the kids too who are part of the memory 
<laughs> I don't think they're real or not. I was asking myself while I was playing. Ooh, are they real or are they mystery? I don't know because they keep they kept teleporting to the part where you you want to go, and they keep popping up after you're like traversing all these mountains and yeah. stuff. So the, their voice actors are very cool. Uh, the mouth sinks all the mouth sinks also were a little off. Okay, but, but we no, could equate too that bad. to yeah the the shoe. first game. Right. Or, or like it's their first game, so like yeah. I'll give them a little bit of a. I gotta say, because you, you kind of answered famous Seamus's question, uh, for one moment about Kina, how good is the animation for both cutscenes and game? It's very fluid. It's yeah. very smooth. Um, but when they're talking, like not in a cutscene, yeah, it is a little video gamey. But other than that, it's it's gorgeous. To the spin, double jump, to the. Uh, the dodge roll. She does a backflip sometimes for a dodge roll. If you're standing still, everything looks gorgeous. The enemies are are beautifully animated. Uh, one last thing about the enemies too: if you move too far away, without clearing all the enemies out, all the enemies respawn. You have to clear them in order to clear that area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm really intrigued, man. This seems really dope. I I I heard impressions of like this is the first. The voice actress voicing Kina, this is like her first role. This is a very indie project, and it's awesome to see that. Though this is a, 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 a an indie project, it's very much hitting above its weight class, kind of like mm-hmm. akin to uh, Hellblade with with Ninja Theory back in the day. Yeah. So I really Ember Lab is Ember Labs are are special team. Yeah. I keep their eyes out at Ember Labs because they are going places. Yeah, I really hope that like PlayStation doesn't make the same mm-hmm. mistake with Ninja Theory here. I think mm-hmm. for what you're telling me, for what I've been seeing, yeah, I think they got a really special one on their hands. Absolutely. Yeah. That said, Kyle, buckle on in because I want to talk about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Let's do it. It's a game I've been playing this week. Mm-hmm. I got it on Friday, and every time we were off stream, I was playing that game. I think yeah. on Friday alone, I put nine hours into that game. Hell yeah. Easy. This is by far the most beautiful game I've ever seen. The cutscenes are magnificent. This is better than some Pixar movies out there. Like, it, it is... And I know, like, Pixar's always, like, the, 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 the ones we go for. Because that's what we always visualize. It's easy to visualize that in your head. Yeah. This is some of the best animation I've just seen, period. I love a good animation film. Mm-hmm. I love a good just animation short. I love animation. It's just something that, it's a skill that I'll never have. And just seeing it and just, it's something special. And that's what this game is. Like, down to the fur physics, which I think physics, they get 110% right. How, you know, both Rivet and Ratchet's tail wags and how Breeze hits them. And they're, how they emote as well. How even just like rain, when, when they're getting rained on, their fur actually clumps together. Like, you see that. You see you see it all. You see even just the crinkle of their nose. Like, it's, it's incredible. And the vistas that you see as well, like the particle effects in the air, everything is just stunning to look at. Where yeah. it is at the same exact time, the Ratchet and Clank of old, where it is your weapon wheel, it is all of these weapons that do stupid and outrageous things, but all of them just, all of them are special in their own unique ways. And it's because of the power of the PlayStation 5, I truly believe, 
that you're able to see some of this awesome things like there's a Navatron Collider, whatever you call it. Negatron Collider, I think. Negatron Collider. It's pretty much a giant beam that when you're holding halfway down the R2 button, you charge it up, and then when you press it all the way down, you have a full blast of just a giant beam in the air. You'll actually see the gravity around you and the rocks kicking up when the thing's charging. Like, my favorite, my favorite weapon in the game, Kyle is the sniper because when you get a dome shot on them they literally just eviscerate and <laughs> i put out this tweet it gets me the same feelings i get when i was watching thor ragnarok and the grandmaster goes to the guy that's in prison he's like oh please let me go he's like okay yeah yeah you're pardoned you're pardoned pardon from life and he just disintegrates <laughs> the guy it's the same type of feel there the weapons even down to yeah. like the 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 one weapon where it's you're throwing it and they turn into bushes like everything just the topiary sprinkler yeah you're getting all the names it just everything works and I try yeah. consistently Kyle to break this game because you get uh Mister uh, Fungi out there and you can yeah. just spam the crap out of them you mm -hmm. can spam the little robot dudes the fist of doom bots at them and that's how you could break a lot of these boss fights by just spamming those things but like. I'm having everything in the moment that I can on screen happen and frames are not dropping. Like this thing I played on 4K or sorry, performance ray tracing. Yep. I literally Same. played for 10 seconds on just regular 4K 30. I couldn't do it. It's too slow. I get it now. I'm a believer. Can I give a shout out to my favorite weapon? Go for that it, I've, please. I've used? The ricochet. I oh, love really? using the ricochet and then timing it so then it dives back in mm -hmm. and keeps bouncing off the enemy. Like, I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, just even down to, like, the voice acting. Like, there's something mm -hmm. that I got to push back on a good friend Brock here. Voice acting's amazing. Like, Rivet... Jennifer Ratchet, Hale is outstanding, outstanding as Rivet. And what yeah. they do with her and Kit as well... Their arcs, all of them have terrific arcs, but it's also the people that like you pass by, like just say some of the most ridiculous, dumb shit yeah. ever, and it's just it's hilarious. There's never a moment yeah, that goes so, by that I'm uh -huh. not laughing my ass off. So I'm not super far in it myself. Um, I think I'm on the planet Blizz Blizz R or whatever, what, which um, is yeah, my Blizzard. favorite level. By far, just yeah. seeing the how the mechanic of that that planet, and then just seeing the the visuals or whatnot is stunning. But my favorite is very early on, like one of the first planets, Sar Sargosa, I believe yeah. it is. Sargasso. All yeah. the all your little buddies, they're just named Mort. Everyone's yes! Mort, <laughs> and I love that. I was like, okay, which one's Mort? And they're then all nope, three they're, moles. They're all mole. <laughs> they're all named Mort. Mort. And they all have Minnesotan accents. Yep, it's fantastic. <laughs> and they all like their 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 alcohol is lemonade. <laughs> it's like it's great. Like I can't. And I, mean, I don't want to spoil favorite, anything else, but like yeah, it's great. My my favorite Ratchet character when he popped out, mm. I was so happy to see uh, Mr. Zircon. Yep. Don't worry, Ratchet fans, he's there, and it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, they just it. I'm not even done with the game. I don't even know if I'm halfway done with the game yet. Yeah. They have nailed 
it for Ratchet fans, for PlayStation fans. It is what Ashlow's Playroom is as a love letter to PlayStation. This is a love letter to Ratchet and Clank fans. Yeah. It's got everything you could possibly want, and it's all top tier, stellar. I, in my head, again, haven't finished it. I'm like, all right, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, Kyle. Which which is game of the year to me? I don't know. Ratchet's every other minute it's going further and further up to taking that spot. Real talk for a second here. I got I think I was at eight hours in mm-hmm. and I got to one part which is just it was just delightful in every sort of just in every way. Like the yeah. the comedy was there. Like once you get to the world, you'll kind of know. You'll absolutely sure. know because it's just hilarious. And I was like, this. There has not been a game that I've played that has given me this feeling in years. And I legitimately think that this game that I'm playing, that I've played, I've platinumed, Hell is yeah. perfect. Like I don't have a single problem with this game. This game, like, there's voice acting's great, the music's great, the sound effects are great, visuals are stunning, gameplay is just fantastic, platforming is also really great. Um, they utilize the dual sense perfectly. There's just nothing that I would change, and uh, this is where I get the Sony Pony hat on. But like, I have not played a game where I have this same feeling. Or similar feeling that I had since God of War, which is a perfect game, and uh, and so like without a doubt, this is worth all the monies. This is just absolutely. Uh, this is an experience unlike any other. Just, and I'm I'm sorry for those that listen to us that haven't got their hands on a PS5 yet. I know this probably makes that even harder for yeah. you, but it is going to be so worth it once you get your hands on a ps5 and you play this for the first time you you'll be like yep it's worth the wait this game i will say above any other one is the game you need to purchase with your playstation 5 yep this is it hands down not mm-hmm. even like i love miles morales that game made me cry but even this i put it above like, yeah it's just if you want to know what the playstation 5 is all about this mm-hmm. is it this game is something special. I couldn't recommend it. it enough. Also, the accessibility functionality of this game can't be overlooked. It's incredibly impressive, incredibly intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check that out. Um, Insomniac. Whew. Bunch of wizards. Wizards. Wizards of joy. Yeah. There you go. Kyle, listen, this has been one hell of an episode. We covered a lot of show in, in such a time span. Where can people go find you? Where where can I, where can they spotlight your stuff, man? You can go spotlight me over at Mr. K Step on Twitter and on PSN. You can uh, follow all the indie coverage that I did for E3. Uh, every we did a podcast every single night about Ooh. the cool indies we saw. So that's all on youtubecom slash one indie and six one indiecast on your podcast services of choice. That's six one spelled out S I X O N E. Um, and this Friday, come check out us out on twitch.tv slash six one indie around 9 PM Eastern, 9 PM, 10 PM Eastern, where we're doing our big drunken 
triple a e3 roundup where we're gonna yell about the cool stuff that aren't indies as well as yell at square enix and i believe our friend fiona is gonna yell at ubisoft for a little bit so it's gonna be a good time fiona upset at ubisoft oh yeah and i know sean capri's gonna be upset at us because it's he goes it's ubisoft you Eh. i say you know what you it's whatever tomato tomato it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find the show on Twitter as well at PS Trophy Room. Please, 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 if you haven't already, go throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. Boost my ego maybe a little bit too much. Um, and yeah, thank you guys all so much for stopping by with all of our streams. That was fantastic. I did not expect any of that. It's been a long week here at the Trophy Room. I'm still reeling. I'm still recovering. We're still recovering. Uh, Everybody, thank you all so much for your support the past week. It's been phenomenal. Find us over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room as well. Wherever you find your uh, podcast service of choice, you can find the Trophy Room podcast there. And the video version of this show that lands each and every Thursday on YouTube. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting. Keep what's about you. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Love you. Bye-bye.